0: everyone i'm just uh getting done with the home inspection i just did oh what a day yeah so it's um today i had a list of things i want to go over um so yesterday we went over the windows discoloration pools in the backyard um finding your home inspector picking your home inspector that kind of thing uh today I want to go over some of the things that came up today, and that's happened in the past. Like, I've been doing this for 14 years, and I've experienced a lot of different things. So, older houses built uh, before 1978, uh, the Clean Air Act of California. Um, kind of what I wanted to go over was like, what's, in, what's associated with that? Like, what, what is the house supposed to have, what they don't have? So let's say you're buying an older house. And nowadays it's kind of hard to find, you know, really good inventory. So the houses you're buying may be older 1978, 1988, even 1992. These are more than 22 years old houses. So 40 year old houses, 50 year old houses. What well, we don't use anymore since the 1990s basically is I should be right about 1988, 1990. We don't use galvanized steel piping anymore. So galvanized steel piping, if the home inspector says, Oh, yeah, we have a lot of galvanized steel piping underneath the house, that means that you have steel pipes which may need to be transferred over to copper piping. And the reason we do that is because steel, uh, can have a lot of chemicals in it. Uh, you know, it just accumulates different types of iron. Uh, different types of material that gunk up inside the pipes and then it will go in through your drinking water and contamination could happen. A lot of rusting happens with galvanized steel. Very often it's rusting that I have to tell someone, oh, your pipes are deteriorated due to rust and it's eating through the pipes and definitely need to be replaced because this can cause, rusting is the number one cause of sickness or death from drinking water because of, you know, the contamination of it. Um, so yeah, we don't use galvanized steel anymore. We use copper piping since the 1988 to 1990. And then after that, we started using in 1996, 1997, we were using a PEX plumbing by Vanguard. It was called, uh, Kytec. and Kitec now illegalized in California. It was originally built in Canada, shipped to Texas, and then that was then distributed around the United States. And Kitec, the biggest problem was they were using a thing called brass couplings. So, the, And it was always installed in the attic space. So if you go in the attic space, just through the opening, you'll see this thing attached. It'll have orange tubing and you'll have blue tubing. So the orange and blue tubing, you know it's Kitec number one. It's a one-on-one thing for all home inspectors. It's a big no-no. We see it. We mark it. We put in our reports. We have to tell the buyers and the sellers, hey, you have Kitec. You need to get this checked by a plumber. And the reason we get checked by a plumber is because those brass couplings will usually break and then that will cause issues. If you still have Kitech in the house, and you had no issues, more likely that brass coupling has been replaced with a copper coupling. So it's been manufactured, someone, a plumber probably came in, looked at the previous coupling, took it off, turned off the wire, took it off, and then identified how he can rebuild a new one in copper and then replace it with copper instead. And that will last a lot longer, you know. Uh, Most Kitech houses with Kitech plumbing are usually taken out. So Vanguard did a class... There was a big class action lawsuit against Vanguard. It just ended in 2019. Uh, So that was the very end of the class action. You can go online and look all this stuff up as well. Uh, The class action lawsuit started in 2001, uh, was initiated in 1999, started in 2001, then... Uh, finalized in 2019, and that's when the payout everybody was starting. So, I mean, they'll probably get paid off the next five more years, uh, probably till next year, and they'll be, everybody will finally be paid off for this Kitek issue. The biggest issue was the Kitech breast coupling was a uh, default, and it would break or chip or whatever, and it, then it would just spray everywhere, or the PEX plumbing line anyway would split and break. Now, PEX plumbing is a polyethane type of tubing. It's almost like plastic. And it's it's about half an inch thick. And the inner tube, it allows the water to be uh, perfectly tastable, So you don't have any of that additional iron, calcium buildup from piping systems. You don't taste any uh, yucky stuff. You know, you usually drink some water, some tap water. You'll have that little aftertaste. You don't have to worry about that because Pex Plumbing is a polyethane plumbing. It has no plastic. It goes into your water supply. It's, it's just amazing stuff. Now, they legalized PEX plumbing in California due to that issue until 2017. In 2017, they brought back, um, Wurzbro by AquaPEX. So Wurzbro was the number one, uh, in the United States were allowed. And it started out in California, went to Texas, Ohio, Utah, and then About roughly 38 to 40 states are still using it. Um, Everybody else has kind of gone over to SharkBite, which is the allowable circumstantial Pex Plumbing in California. It means that a homeowner can purchase SharkBite from a Home Depot or a Lowe's, and that's okay. And you can install it, or your contractor can buy it, and then they can install it into your home. Now, is Pex Plumbing sufficient enough to run a house? Most would argue it is. And I mean, I still love the copper piping. I think copper piping is still and always will be the best for your house due to the fact that copper piping doesn't deteriorate or break down as fast unless it's metal on metal. So we don't allow like copper and steel. If you have galvanized steel in the house and they want to change off for copper and they just take off one of the couplings and they put in copper and attach that, you can't do that. You have to have an intermediate in between. It has to be a different type of material, like an ABS type of material. You can't just do two different metals on metal. It will deteriorate the metals quicker. And I've seen this today. So today, I was underneath the house. I did the water test in the house. So I ran the showers for two minutes, ran the the sinks for two minutes, everything for about a minute to two minutes to see if there's any clogging, how the pipes were, if the water going down sufficiently, and to go underneath the house... And then identify if there's any leaking underneath the house. And today I found uh, three different types of, of plumbing. I found a galvanized steel. with uh, So galvanized steel was running for the distribution. And then through the distribution, uh, we had copper connected directly to the galvanized steel using a copper coupling. And that was bad because that's copper on uh, galvanized. And then we had PEX put in uh to, so basically in the attic space we had copper going to the attic and then do the distribution and then they just switched it over to PEX. I don't I don't know why. Maybe they didn't have enough money to finish the copper piping or the exchange from galvanized steel. That's a possibility. Um, but it seems more likely it's it's definitely gonna be um, an issue in the future. So that will be something that's going to be on my report tonight for this house. Now, this house is in low uh and it's a 1956 built house. Um, and so, as of 1956, there were some other issues that I noticed. So, if you know, I went to the, the buyers and I had notified them of the plumbing issue, and I did see some deterioration on the piping. So, they were rusting, the galvanist still was rusting, and then you have your copper was starting to turn green. Which is um, definitely a deterioration of the pipes. And I also noticed that hot water heaters lately. So, a few of the older houses, you know, they had a hot water heater inside the laundry room. So, the hot water heaters were in the laundry room or they were maybe in the hallway. But the doors were incorrect. They don't have the appropriated doors. So, that was a big issue when it came down to doing um, my. My inspection, I was like, "Well, why is it? Are they using the wrong doors? Because supposedly the owners wanted to have vented doors, like they're supposed to. Um, but when they did the doors, they didn't use a real contractor. They just put the doors in themselves. So when that happens, we're going to have an issue with proper ventilation. So up and down, we definitely want to have our upper gas." install to out of the home um and not only that but we also want to make sure that you have a drip pan which a lot of hot water heaters nowadays i'd say at least 90 percent do not have drip pans i mean i see a lot that do not have drip pans um but if you're on the outside of a house you know a, a cordell door would be good there's combo doors you can use um now the vented door itself it has to be a lover door. has ventilation out of the house um, because a lot of vents, you know, they don't. So we opened up that area. It didn't have any vent out of the house. So then the piping inside the kitchen sink, they were using an ABS from Canada. Now, that's another issue. So us in California, we use OPB and in Canada, they use IPB. And what's the difference? Uh, mostly it's the material. So, ABS American uh, is made differently from crude oils from Canada. They, they recycle a lot of their stuff. Um, and that can cause an issue for the material you're using and deterioration of their piping. Uh, food going down your pipes. All kinds of issues. So, definitely want to make sure that you're using the appropriate piping. If you're doing it at home yourself, if you want to like buy a house and you want to do all the work yourself that's cool. And I can help you with all that. Like I can, I can, our company and a lot of other home inspectors would probably provide you with insight on how to do some of it yourself. And then we would definitely recommend for like the electrical and major plumbing to have like a professional come in and do that work because the professional doesn't come in and do the work and there's a big leak, you know, you're, you're yourself to blame. Of course, that's something and then if it's electrical well we just don't want to work with electrical that's a life you know danger right there definitely uh an issue you want to be very careful with electrical if you don't know what you're doing yeah death can be involved so definitely want to talk to your home inspector more about this stuff if he's not knowledgeable in it at all and he still keeps pushing you oh i don't know much about that well, that's that's not good. <laughs> you know, your home inspector should know everything about a house, every detail about the house. If it's an electrical, he says, "Oh, wow, well, you know, I see that you have Zinsco. Well, what does that mean? You ask. He's, I oh, I don't know. I just know it's a bad thing. You're not supposed to have Zinsco in in California. Well, that's that's not a good home inspector. You need to call him out on that. Maybe get your money back and contact another home inspector. Zinsko is bad because the bus bar. The bus bar, they use these two rods. And these rods, the breakers that they use for the Zinsko go over these two rods. The rods themselves will heat up and will not flip the breaker. Electrical current won't shoot through them. Instead, they will just heat up and turn red and then they'll catch the breakers on fire. And it's a fire and safety issue. That's why we don't want Zinsko. Zinsko was bought out by Sylvania, uh, back in the 80s and since then, Sylvania will be the name instead of Zinsko. And if you see Sylvania more likely in condominiums in California, you'll see them in Sacramento and condos, and you'll see them as sub-panels. In houses, you will see Sylvania as sub-panels. You'll never see it as a main distribution electrical. So if you go to the main panel, it'll always say Zinsco, or it'll be blank. But it'll be an open from the bottom. It'll have maybe ten breakers max, and they'll be discolored. One will be like blue, red, green, that kind of thing. And that's why we don't use Zinsco. Now the same is said by Pacific Electric. We don't use Pacific Electric in California either. That was another company that caused fire and safety. And it's the reason. It's the same exact reason. The bus bars, two rods instead of an actual highway. Uh, original bus bar that we use nowadays and so those two are not allowed in California to do the fire and safety hazards a lot of houses still have them that doesn't mean that it's okay it means that they just haven't caught on fire yet it will eventually but it just hasn't happened yet and if a realtor plays that down then you know I know a couple realtors that have tried to play it down and I've had to talk to them. You know, this is a huge fire and safety issue. If there is Zinsco at your house and you want to purchase it, have the sellers exchange it out prior to the end of escrow. If the sellers want to give you credit for it, if it's in Sacramento, get at least $1,000 credit to $1,500 credit. That is the normal cost, what it's going to be to repair it. It used to be a lot cheaper. It started out at $350 originally, um, but it's, it's getting more expensive. Now, this is if you want the electrician to purchase all the materials, including the panel and install everything. If you buy it yourself, huge discount. Look at about $660 to about $1,000, depending on the electrician and the company. If you're using a multi-company like Bell Brothers or... Or something similar where they, you know, they have electricians, they have plumbers, and everything like that. Then you're probably gonna look at it a bit more because they charge 14 to 18% additional on charge of, of the regular. They're more expensive. And the reason more expensive is because they're a multi part company. They have multiple different areas of the, of the company. They have an HVAC, electrical, plumbing, and then this has caused them to have a higher value, higher amount of money because they have employees they have to pay. They have the repairs they want to get more money from. And then they'll of course add more money onto their parts because it was in the warehouse for 10, 11 months. They've already paid out of pocket, you know, so they want to make their money back plus some and everything's gone up. So even though it's been sitting in a warehouse, that part they bought it for is probably, you know, $22 to $140. But, now it's worth maybe like $300, you know. So they're going to definitely up that amount, maybe even three times the amount that it really costs. So just watch out for that. I always say as a home inspector, if you want to do any work, buy another contractor, definitely buy most materials yourself first, then contact your contractors that you want to hire and have them finish it. Let them know you have the supplies already. If they say, oh, no, we have to buy all the supplies ourselves, don't go with that contractor. That contractor is trying to upsell. They will pick the cheapest or the second cheapest on the market, and then they will charge you per the most expensive on the market. And this is very, 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 very common right now due to the fact that wood material has gone up by 40%. Gone down by 15, down 44, uh, 24%, and then went back up. It, it's just, they don't know what to do, so they're just gonna charge two to three times the amount anyway. A piece of wood is $16, they're probably gonna charge you 40, $47, $44, $42 for it. Just for a two by four. Um, yeah, so all the piping in the house need to be redone, basically, uh, from, well, the copper in this house today. Will probably stay uh, unless it's you know at only at the connectors will probably be repaired and replaced, just cut and then you know redone. But this is one of the things that yeah definitely very very important are the piping system. We take that for granted. You know we buy a house, we put in our filtration system, and then we drink the water. We think everything's fine. Well, everything's not fine. We want to double check those pipes. Make sure you get a home inspector double check those pipes. Even if they said oh we've redone everything. Here's our home inspection report. Well, when was that home inspection report? Was it done three months, six months, eight months, nine months down the road? We need to find that out. So, a home inspection report is only valid for about three months. Some people will say four to five months. Um, I'd be careful if it goes over the four month period because a lot of things can happen in four months. They could have put it on the market, could be on the market for 28 to 30 days. They had it overpriced. They had to take it off the market uh, at the end of the three months because that's usually when the contract will end. They do like a month or a 3 months, sometimes even a six-month deal. But usually the minimum for a contract um, for real estate is three months. So after three months, they'll change maybe to a new real estate company. And that real estate company will go, well, let's do about $500 worth of repairs or something like that. And then we will uh, put it back on the market. That way we can get a good amount for it what you want to get for it and then this can cause you know additional issues where they may have done the work but they didn't have it inspected and they're expecting the buyers to do the inspection but then they say you know well the inspection was done four months ago let's just say here's our report and the buyers will be happy with that and then they'll just buy the house but i always recommend even if they say it is done four months ago get your own home inspection that home inspection report could have been their best friend, uh, home inspector from the best friend area. And there's like, Oh yeah. Or, you know, there are some home inspectors who are willing to alter things or just say things because that's what the agent wants them to say. We are not one of those companies. We have had people try that with us and we go, No, we have to inspect it. One woman asked me, uh, she was a real estate agent for like 20 years. She asked me to go to a, um, go to a house. And then she says, oh, just don't go to it. I'll take a picture and send it to you and just say it's okay and it works. I'm like, no, I have to go to the house. I need to see it and I need to inspect it. I need to verify what type of Freon's in it. I need to verify the model. I need to make sure that the evaporator coil is good. If there's, uh, if it's connected to a uh, heating source, I need to double check the system. And she wouldn't let me do that. So I told her I couldn't do it. You know, I, I have to be there. So she moved on to somebody else. And uh, that's okay with me because I'm not gonna, I'm not for the buyer. I'm not for the seller. I'm not for the agent. I am there to inspect a house and I'm completely neutral. I am going to tell you how it is, what is there, and this is what all home inspectors should do. They should just look at the house, check every area of the house, every nook and cranny, including the roof, attic space, crawl spaces, and of course, I like to test the heat in the air. I'll turn on the AC and I'll check the temperatures. And this is the appropriate way to do a home inspection. And then give them the news. You know, don't don't work on side of the real estate agent. And this is why a lot of other networks I've listened to, other podcasts, says that, you know, if the real estate agent has an inspector, don't go with them. That's not true. Sometimes the home inspector the real estate has is amazing. And sometimes they're bad. Of course, you have to find out for yourself. Don't, I, my recommendation, my words, I mean, you don't have to go by this at all, but I'm just saying contact that home inspector. Get the information from the real estate agent. Oh, who's your, who's your, uh, home inspector? Let me see his phone number. Let me give him a call. Both of you, if you're a couple, call this home inspector. Ask them the five or ten easy questions you should ask every home inspector. Number one, who are you certified through? How long have you been certified? And how long have you been doing home inspections? Question two, do you have insurance? Big important question. If they don't have insurance and you don't know who this home inspector is, and they come and inspect your house and they miss the hot water heater issue and you leave, and they leave, and hot uh, water falls right through the ground because they didn't check that area, or check the bindings, or check to see if the girder was resupported or anything. And that hot water, water heater falls through, and it's a three thousand dollar repair. The sellers are not gonna—they're not gonna ask for the home inspector to pay for it if it breaks, you know. And the buyers are not gonna ask for the home inspector to pay it at first. If you move in and it breaks down, it's a $3,000 repair, you're going to then ask for the home inspector to repair it. And guess what? Everything's going to go through lawsuits. And if you can't get a hold of the home inspector, you don't know where he is, where he lives, or any of that information. You can't serve him. And then guess what? You're just out that money. And then you have to sue the sellers. Well, it's not their fault. The home inspector was the one who was in the house, and it should be his fault. If he had insurance... You can contact, you can check the website. The insurance is usually on the website, like ours. If there's any issue, you call the insurance. They made the claim. They'll notify the home inspector that claim was made. We pay the deductible. Boom, it's paid for. You're all happy because all the work is free for you now. So very, very big. Make sure they have that insurance. Three, are they registered with the state of California? Are they an actual entity? This is a very biggie. I come across this every day. You know, um, I've had a lot of experience myself looking for home inspectors because, as a home inspector, if I buy a house, I cannot do my own home inspections. By California state regulations, I have to have another home inspector inspect my house for that loan. Now, that's that's big, troublesome for me because I've been doing this for about fourteen years. I have no idea what these other home inspectors, how long they've been doing it for. Last time I bought a house, I hired three home inspectors. The first home inspector I hired, he came in with a big bag of tools, and he started inspecting the house. And I fall, you know, I don't follow them, follow them, but I follow them around some areas. I just peek in, make sure he's where he's at, what he's doing. And I've already did the inspection myself, of course. You know, I went out the whole house and checked it out and did my inspection and then I waited, and then I need... of course, they're the ones that have to submit their home inspection, not me. So I just do it and make sure I know where everything is. They'll do the inspection. This guy came in. He missed so many things, and I asked him about it. He says, well, I've been doing this for six months. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's the issue right there. You've been it for six months. So I had him refund me 50% of the inspection cost, and I had to get another home inspector. Second home inspection company was part of a... Multi-chain company, so they have like home termite contracting, like it was like everything, and it was I think it was called America Home Shield or uh, um or Home Shield or something like that, and they came in, they did the inspection, but I noticed that they were finding time, they were choosing things that were um aesthetics and cosmetics only. And As the last episode I went through, uh, our last episode for this show, we went over aesthetics and uh, cosmetics and how they cannot provide you with any incentive towards the purchase of that home. So that was a big issue. uh, Where That's all they found. That's all they picked up. But everything else, they missed. They missed the windows deterioration. They missed wood deterioration. They missed uh, window sills have cracking. They missed so many things. Uh, so I got my money back from them, went with a third inspector and the third inspector was amazing. Me and him are still friends. Actually, it's been six years and we're still really good friends. His wife asked me to do inspections for him, um, when he can't do them or for her because she's a real estate agent. And then I'll do inspections. Uh, I'll have him do some of my inspections if I need to, if I have, you know, like an overage, it happens a lot. Um, so yeah, so that was amazing. You know, I got to find a good home inspector. Everything was good. Well, I hope that helped out. I'm going to go over a little bit more a little bit later. Uh, I'll have another podcast tonight. So this is, will be episode four and episode five tonight as well. So I'll do two today. Um, and then I'll just kind of carry on from some of this. So as a home inspector, definitely want to contact them, go over what's going on. And then the the fourth and fifth are, you know, after finding out what entity they are, If they're associated with the state of the city uh, and make sure that they actually have a business license, uh, you've finalized by making sure they know their stuff. So ask them to go online, do some study, look for a few things, and then ask them if they uh, know about this. If that helps, um, give me some likes. If it doesn't, that's okay. Give me some messages. Let me know what you think, and we'll go over more tonight. I appreciate you listening to this podcast, and I really hope everybody has a terrific day. Thank you so much. Take